Catch you fuckers at a bad time. I'm not the shark. Piece of shit. I'm not a fish. <gasps> I'm not an avalanche. Come forth. I'm a man. Oh, princess of darkness. What's the difference if Bruce Springsteen is a Shidoshi? Your Puritan upbringing holds you back from my monsters, but certainly doesn't hurt your art of kissing. Welcome to the podcast about life, love, and all the gimmicks. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. I am crossing my fingers. I'm being very hopeful and optimistic today, Seth. I don't know what optimism is. <laughs> what's what's going on? Did you nah. catch the crud or what's up? Oh man! Oh, the other day was rough, man. I uh, I felt the flu coming on. You know, yeah. with the aches yeah. and everything. It's like, oh, this is gonna suck, but whatever. The flu, couple yeah, days. Deal and, with it, right? Yeah, but then uh, I have a tooth that's fucked up and uh, needs pulled. <laughs> And mm-hmm. it started as soon as the flu hit. And I tell you. It just started I pulsing could, in your mouth or what? Just like uh, for a day, it had like that kind of dull ache, you yeah. know, where it's like, all right, maybe it'll just go away. And it hit probably harder than I've ever had a toothache hit. That and shit I had, sucks. I had four impacted wisdom teeth all at the same time once. And this was just worse. Like. Like the worst migraine you could think of. Just could not see straight. I was up all night that night, um, just moaning in bed, rolling around like a dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Did you at least have any sort of painkillers? I I had like uh, Tylenol and stuff, but I took so many that my stomach started to hurt. And I was like, oh, this ain't ain't it. What were you down in like 15 tabs at a time? Like. 500 milligram, you know, ibuprofen or whatever. And I, I had probably taken uh, 10 or 12 of them within four hours. <laughs> and it, I mean, it didn't make the damn slightest bit of difference. Well, good thing you didn't have knives around you that you accidentally oh. nicked yourself so that you bled out because you <laughs> right? had so much fucking oh aspirin. God. Yeah. Or just uh, tried to attack the tooth. So around 4 a.m., I'm sitting there and I was like, okay, I got to look up when this walk-in clinic opens. I'm going to be there the fucking minute they open. And I haven't been to a doctor in like fucking seven years. I avoid that shit like the plague. Yeah, you and me both, brother. And uh, I got there. Just the guy walks in. What's your problem? I was like, I just need. (laughs) What's your problem? Real (laughs) nice dude. You walk into this joint. He looks at you. He goes, what's your fucking problem, man? problem, man. I mean, he was actually really nice, but I just, all I wanted was stronger medicine and uh, antibiotics for the infection in my mouth. I was like, oh, God, just hurry up and give it to me. And they had me take like a piss test and shit. Why? Uh, Because I guess to see how dehydrated I was from the flu stuff or whatever. Oh, sure. I was like, God damn. Well, I guess not like a piss test, but you know. But I was like, oh, my God, just give me some medicine. They didn't have to hook you up to an IV or anything. No, they? no, I wasn't that dehydrated. Like I was I was fine. The flu stuff really wasn't all that bad. It was just on top of it. The toothache, I was just ready to die. Oh, fuck. That <sighs> shit is but the worst. We're, uh, we're, we're doing okay now. And hopefully by the end of the month, I'll be able to get into the dentist and get this thing fucking yanked. Jesus Christ, why don't you just start getting punched in the face repeatedly? Oh, man. Is it a molar or what is it? I don't know. What the fuck? It's a tooth. 
you do realize that there are different types of teeth in your mouth. Right? Yeah, man, I just realized how stupid this. I think it's a molar. Uh, yeah, it's behind the the canine, so I guess that's a molar, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> You know, it's, oh, it's one of these like, things that's in my head that I used to chew food. Yeah, you see, you see these gimmicks right here. Yeah, so just pull them out. Just pull. That's what I'm starting to get to. Where I haven't had dental insurance for a long time. Yeah, I just what, it's too expensive. That's it. I just, that's what has stopped me from going for years. Yep. So I, it, there's been a couple of years where I haven't gone, and I'm just worried. I'm just worried. I'm going to go in there. The dentist is going to put me on that chair. <laughs> And, and he's going to look at me and go, yeah, we're going to have to yank all these out. No, none of these are good. Oh, man. And I'd be like, okay, good. So all I got to do now is just wash my teeth every night, go to sleep, get up, put them in. I don't got to fuck around with these assholes That's it. anymore. It's almost a better idea. I think it's a good angle. Yeah. I, you know, whatever, man. None of the ladies will like this angle. Well, you know, they don't have to know. Not like. Not like dudes that romanticize about women with no teeth, oh, as piggish God. as that sounds. So gross. It's so gross. So gross. Have you ever come across somebody our age without any teeth? Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but that's probably more drug related. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, from doing drugs and shit. Sure, meth, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've known some people our age that uh, they've had them rot out of their head and stuff. Oh, Jesus Christ! I I worry about. I've tried cutting down the the soda because I know that shit's no good for you. Um, not good for your teeth either. Especially, I love Coca Cola. Oh, that man. shit, you guys will just put battery acid on your in your mouth. <laughs> you see yeah. all these fuckers pouring that shit down their toilet like that's supposed to eat away shit right. in your toilet. Right. Yeah. I've seen people. Uh, like, what do they they say? Like Coke and a penny in your mouth, and it's supposed to like beat a breathalyzer test or something like that yeah whatever uh, yeah fuck off who, who told you it. that a drunk <laughs> yeah a guy that was getting a dui <laughs> I, forgot my, I forgot my coke and i didn't have any pocket change so i got a dui <laughs> he's, he's like the drunk macgyver yeah uh, i know a guy that's got like six duis he, he should know oh he's he's got a down pat yeah he's got his life in order i would take advice from him in a yeah. split second. Yeah, he, he ran for public office a couple of years ago. <laughs> You're shitting me. No, I'm not. And uh, some some shit that he did while in high school with his friends got brought up, and it was the most ridiculous shit. Was his, was his name Brett Kavanaugh? Oh, God. It, we're not far off. But he, is, uh, he actually, I believe he is a Kavanaugh supporter. So, Oh, what a shock there. Yeah, yeah. Trash human beings doing trash human being things. Yeah, what a what a shocker that our trash rapist president would nominate a trash rapist drunk to the Supreme Court. I mean, really, that whole hearing was just him yelling that he likes beer. Did you? Yeah, did you watch his opening statement? I really like beer. Oh, the whole statement is like, yeah. well, obviously you must trust me because I made this calendar. I made this calendar with all the dates of everything because when I know, I don't know about you, Seth, but hey. I know when I was 18, the thing that I did that kept my life in order was write every detail of my life 
on a calendar. There's nothing weird about keeping a highly detailed record of your day-to-day life at 20 years old. At 20 years old, down to the minute, down to the minute. God. Especially someone who likes beer so much. Oh, so much beer. On November 8th, I had 12 12 pounders, and then I tapped a cat. And then I had practice. Went to bed like a good guy and did nothing else. I certainly didn't act like a fucking dickhead. I certainly wasn't blacked out and did do a whole bunch of sketchy shit I don't remember. (laughs) This is unbelievable. You realize what my family's going through? Now look at this calendar. This calendar will tell you exactly what I was doing that day. Hey, and if you don't believe me, here's eight of my sketchy frat brothers who also (laughs) kept calendars. Also really liked beer, but enjoyed it responsibly, (laughs) 30 at a time. (laughs) I didn't decide to drink beer that responsibly. Dude, I I know how sketchy people were. Fuck, I was a drunk when I was 20 years old. Right? I mean, I get, like, you know, some of the shit that people get upset about. If you dig into anyone in high school... They're going to have done or said some stupid shit. Real stupid shit. But come on. Nobody keeps a calendar that says, I didn't even have a party on this day. That what? shit blew my fucking mind. Yes, you can I see was here. at work. I had that gimmick on one of my computer screens. I had it live. It was going. And I am just dying. I'm like, this motherfucker's so full of shit. Miss <laughs> April says I was at the library studying on that day. <laughs> I think I met her at a Bible study. I, oh, let me look at my calendar. You have to believe me. Look at Come this on. calendar. That was his Come whole defense look at the calendar. It's <laughs> in the calendar. Like, motherfucker, you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, I got to start keeping a calendar. Uh, yeah, I think that should be our angle from now on. Yeah. We got to, just so if somebody comes back at us about some detail that we we talk about here on all the gimmicks, we got to have a calendar that that basically is our alibi. That's our alibi. Didn't even have an episode that day. Don't know what you're talking about. Don't know what you're talking about. That obviously wasn't me. Fake news. I I was enjoying a keg that night. <laughs> the natural light factory was in my house and I was busy. Yep. I I was at a Bible study where they were having <laughs> keggers that night. Yeah. I was doing a keg stand for Christ at 8.30 p.m. <laughs> Stands for Christ. I mean, you know, that should be the next uh, get together. It should be <sighs> the next fundraiser. Is keg stands for Christ? Keg stands for Christ. <laughs> what kind of beer is a, it though? Strap you to a crucifix and do a fucking keg stand. Better be fucking Stroh's, otherwise <laughs> Blade's not gonna show up. And he's not gonna drink it anyway. No, he's, he's not gonna allergic. drink it anyway. Poor son of a bitch. <laughs> so. We actually, Ugh. this is this is going to blow your fucking mind. Our good bud, uh, Doc, got a hold of me the other day, and he did a correspondence piece for us. He did he did the oh, Lord's man. work, and I'm an atheist, so I'm, I'm using Lord in quotations here. Yeah, L-O-U-R-D-E. Yeah, Lord-E. Lord, Lord's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that singer. She's yeah. a cute little singer, got a real sultry voice. Um... He went and saw the new Neil Breen movie. Oh, Jesus, yes. And he recorded us a little bit to play here on the show. 
uh, where he reviews it for us so we don't ever have to go see it. Greetings and salutations to the All the Gimmicks listeners. This is Special Correspondent Doc. A few weeks ago, I had the honor and the privilege of seeing Neil Breen's most recent film, Twisted Pair, play in the theater here in Milwaukee. So I'm here to tell you a little bit about that experience. So Um First yeah, off, it was in one of the smaller theaters in this uh, historical theater, not potentially shocking at that point, perhaps. Um, it was an audience... I continue to compare the audience experience to the uh, sequence near the end of Tim Burton's Ed Wood, uh, that moment where they uh, are all prepared to be fancy and go see the premiere of Plan 9 from Outer Space, and they... I would get the fucking fancy and the see Neil hollering and laughing and Could you not? And I mean, like that. There, it's an experience. There wasn't any popcorn throwing uh, for us, but there was certainly a... a a great deal of hooting and hollering and laughing and uh, talking back to the screen and talking to each other as the thing went on. So uh, if you wanted to sit and and have a nice quiet situation so you could enjoy your Neil Breen, this was not the audience for you. We were, we were a politely rowdy bunch. Um, like as the movie started, there was just, you know, cheers and salutations as, as things went on. Um. The story itself um, is, I guess, simple this enough. This should be rich. This should be uh, rich. Stock footage shows that Neil Breen is twins, uh, and at some point the twins are abducted by aliens, kind of? <laughs> who reprogram in them into superhuman beings. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. Apparently at some point one of the Neil Breen's... Um, doesn't use his power correctly, and the aliens take it away from him. Oh, and yes, evil Neil Breen is the one with the mustache and the beard. So Star Trek Mirror Mirror rules are in effect. Uh, even when he's wearing a hoodie, which is clearly meant to disguise most of his face, so when they're doing the... Um, back and forths uh, for having two Neil Breens on screen at the same time to help disguise the fact that, that the hooded one is not always Neil Breen. Uh, <laughs> he does look faintly like evil Spock at that point, or, or maybe uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture Spock, where he's all fuzzy when he, when he shows up oh, on the Enterprise. Oh, God. Um, I didn't think I wanted to see this. Failed evil Neil Breen uh, spends his life with a young woman, and they're just about the drugs of and course. the alcohol. Of course. Which is a storyline that I expected would not really pay off, but kind of thought it still would at some point and never really does. Um, what plot we were almost line in that, any like, Neil Breen movie pays Drugged on. up Neil Breen was imagining all the superpowers in the rest of the film, but that did not come to pass. Uh, that probably would have been too interesting or logical. Uh, the The trope of the bearded evil Neil Breen was sufficient at that point. Um, the, the good Neil Breen, uh, how can we put it? He's some sort of superhero slash working for the good part of the government, you know, taking down the man as per normal. Uh, got all the secrets. Walks into a lot of rooms looking very mysterious. Secrets. 
the special of effects uh, to <laughs> where he's using his superpowers are about uh, weatherman level from about a few years ago, maybe. So there's sequences with stock footage where he's like trying to protect some soldiers in a building and, and they're just frozen waiting for him to, you know, walk up to them. And he's like, follow me, I'll protect you. And then they hit play and then the soldiers start to move. It's that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> there's moments where Neil Breen jumps. Uh, like he's, oh, I'm going to jump into this window on the third floor of this building and sneak in type thing, or I'm going to jump up in this other area to plant bombs. Uh, the effect is somewhat similar to uh, when Poochie went back to his home planet. Uh, just kind of, he f almost freezes, kind of almost like Mario. Uh, the other way, Mario is also another good reference point for how Neil Breen tends to jump at that point. He just kind of freezes in position <laughs> and, and flies. Did I tell you, Seth, uh, this is an 11-minute-long so review? Oh, I saw. There's a lot I of saw. Uh, CGI explosions where the building is perfectly fine. Um, it's also reasonably clear that a good 90% of this was filmed at the same community college uh, after hours. So a lot of darkness outside, uh, a lot of dark buildings, a lot of dark rooms. A lot of rooms that are not relabeled from their initial purpose. So, you know, we find laboratory and then there's like computer lab and things like that as he wanders around this college in the middle of the night. Um, lots of, you know, lots of rooms that blow up then. Very CGI fake. Uh, oh, man. But are there any fucking there's, CGI uh, tigers? some really, really awful bits. Uh that don't pay off, which is great because he does reflect that there will be a sequel at the end. So clearly he couldn't wrap oh, all this uh, damn the a man story up in one movie. So we're really the Neil honestly Breen cinematic universe. There's oh, a character that's God, probably a third universe. Neil Breen in this because that's the only way to make this better. Um, I mean, there were people like guessing what he was going to say before he said it. It's, it's that trite at times. Uh, which is really what you want out of this. Um, there was one really awkward sequence, very uh, tone deaf, um, where in a Neil Breen movie, Neil you Breen don't bumps say into a a woman outside again the community college, and there's a he there's a homeless person, I suppose, is what he he's just hanging out, begging for change uh, by this this wall as they walk past and Neil Breen bumps into a, which is impressive because there's no one else around. So it's really, he like almost had to like directly just walk into her to knock all the things out of her hands. Um, <laughs> she refuses all his help trying to pick it up. He keeps trying, he starts trying to, to pick her up. Then, uh, she says, no, 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 no. He goes, I'll see you here at eight. Um, she storms off. And he goes to the homeless guy, I'll see you again here. I bet you I'll see her at eight. And goes to, like, toss a couple of coins in his in his uh, little beggy can and misses. And it's beautiful because it's, it's a very real moment at that point. They just let it in. <laughs> Doc course, really took Neil some notes on this. Yeah. <laughs> sees the woman leaving the community college. Um, then follows her home. And at this point, the audience is screaming at him to not do this because it really comes across like uh, he's being extra super stalkery and they don't want that. It was impressive how 
not into that moment the audience was. And was just, just, no, no, don't do it, Neil Breed, don't do it. He follows her home. We see her go into her house. He will then walks up, checks the door. It's not locked, so he follows her in. Again, everyone is just losing their mind. At, no, 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 don't do this, don't do this. Um, follows her inside. There is the world's most awkward wrestling i suppose they kind of wrangle at each other for a little bit um what does that mean i, I think is he fighting the, like new, the evil brain to get away from him so much the, the woman it just kind of looks like they're kind of moving around each other uh and then after all this it's revealed that they do know each other and that they're they're, they're lovers so then they go oh it's okay and they smooch and then everybody in the audience breathes a great sigh of relief none of which explains why they had the moment outside in front of the homeless guy yeah the only thing i can assume is that this is some weird way that they get their kicks doesn't make any a lick of sense like later yeah one of the great moments later on after that he's walking around with her outside again they're outside the community college not that it's identified as that it's wherever he works and he's like oh i i booked this restaurant just for us tonight the restaurant one is clearly closed <laughs> two they're walking past the the outside area where it's just tables and chairs um so it's very clearly the the outside seating for the food court at the community college because only the finest restaurants have tables where the chairs are attached and there's, you know, there's waves and waves of these tables where the, the chairs just kind of, you know, extend out of the bottom of the table and just sit there. It's such a nice attempt. Uh, just like everything else, you know, Neil tries. And it's so sweet in a way. I, again, he's, he he's, he's this generation's Ed Wood. This is the closest we can get to having experienced what it must have been like to see Plan 9 in a theater, assuming that that was a possibility at the time. So... It was very enjoyable to see uh, experience in that audience. It, obviously, there's no better way to experience Neil Breen films than with your friends where you can just relax and laugh. And even though I did not know most of the people in that audience, for the runtime of that film, we were all friends. And it was a beautiful thing. Um, I can only hope that we can all share that to some degree as this movie becomes somewhat more readily available in some way, shape, or form. For $30 off of the site on a, right. on a Just remember this, friends. I paid $11 to see this in the theater. <laughs> Why does it sound like he heard us? That's what kind of crazy I am. So until next time, I'll be seeing you. This has been Doc. <laughs> he had to take a shot Later. there at the end. <laughs> Doc was like, man, even that exhausted me fucking talking about it. 11 and a half minutes. So I feel like we've actually watched this movie. Yeah. So what do you give the, what's your rating on this movie? Uh, I mean, you know, from a technical standpoint, we're going negative three out of 10. From an enjoyment standpoint, I'm going eight out of 10. Uh, America <laughs> needs Breen. America this needs is, this... the superhero Breeniverse. <laughs> yeah, give me the uh, the Breeniverse. And uh, that's how we, that's how we kill partisanship and we can get uh we can get this country back on track yeah we we get brett kavanaugh out of there we we send breen in to trump and oh. while trump's having one of his rambly <clears throat> fucking press conferences 
you know, these press conferences where all these people sit and ask him questions and he evades it all. And he, he just, well, we're doing the best we, we, that there's ever been. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. I, and, and I hate racists. I'm not racist. Now, mind you, I, I, we should have enough space for, for white nationalists. I mean, but please recognize that I think it's very wrong what they're doing. Breen comes in there in his doppelganger form and fucking throws books at him, kicks over all of the fucking laptops that are around. <laughs> and he grabs all the ringer fucking cell phones that are from everywhere, jumps three stories, jumps down, walks in with a fucking SD card. <laughs> Donald Trump out of the way. It says, I have all the secret files right here, and these will shock you. I need that kind of I need that kind of angle. I need that kind of gimmick. I need to see this movie pronto. I would I want that exact thing to happen, except I want him to be wheeling in a TV on a big cart like you had in high school. <laughs> when the teacher was sick for the day and she didn't want to talk to you. Yes. Here you go. Here's the Ernest goes yeah. to camp. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you walk in, you just went fucking yes. Oh, I want to walk into a Trump conference and just see Neil Breen standing next to that goddamn TV cart and go, oh, here we fucking go. I got all the secrets. <laughs> I hacked into all the government oh. <laughs> secret files, and I have them all right here on this VHS no, tape. I, I want Neil Breen to expose the Illuminati to me at a Trump <laughs> press conference. Oh, expose the fucking reptilian aliens and shit <laughs> give me everything oh my god i love the, I, I love the fact that a doc went and saw this i almost went but i couldn't go that day it was the day i had my girls so i had to say they wouldn't enjoy a neil breen movie it was a two-hour drive it was only playing in milwaukee at one theater two hour drive for a two-hour neil breen movie yeah so a four-hour round trip to see this <laughs> Fucking gimmick that we wouldn't even pay attention to if we nope. were sitting on our own couch. No. Nope. Oh. Oh God. So oh. I give I give Doc's commentary and his correspondence a, a oh. ten out of ten. Oh, this was highly Killed it. I mean, I don't need to see the movie. I got everything. I got the crowd reaction. I got location descriptions. I got I the got drama. The drama. The excitement. Yeah. The special effects. I mean, the action. Jesus. All the government secrets? Oh, all of the secrets. Nothing held back. <laughs> Area 51 is shut down. The Nothing Illuminati's exposed. The Illuminati's exposed. I can see all the hidden messages in the dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Doc got a hold of me the other night. He's like, dude, I saw this thing. You want me to record something for the podcast? I'm like, ah, yeah. Yes. Seth and I need to, yes. all the listeners for all the gimmicks, all 50 of them need to sit and hear uh, this. That's 50 more Breen heads, you know, Breeniacs. Yeah. They were already balls deep in this to begin with, but uh, I definitely, I'll be seeing this day one. I'll be, I won't be shelling out the $45 to get the, the Sharpie printed fucking nope. <laughs> DVR that not, he sends yeah, out in the jewel paying, case. Uh, I'm not paying more than the movie cost to make. This guy, something else. I just recently, this last week, watched Fateful Findings in Pass Through again. Um, I was showing a friend it, 
and Fateful Findings is not as good as you remember it to be. Mm. What a shocker there. It doesn't have I, replay value. I just don't see how any of them could have replay value. Fucking Pass Through is one of the worst, hands down worst movies I've ever seen. That movie is fucking trash. I mean, pick any of his movies. You could say that. Fucking, hey, I've watched Double Down quite a few times. Really? Yeah, I think that movie's hilarious. That movie's fucking, when he, he, when he gets out of his car and there's nothing but tuna cans flying all over the place, I fucking pop. I almost oh. pop as hard as I pop for Uncle Drew. It was, it's close. Oh, oh, oh. Uncle Drew I pop. can't wait. Oh. The Uncle Drew uh, pop is it gets me anxious for our end of the year episode, so I can see just how high that that ends up on the top two. Because I know it's going to be one or two for the pops. It'll be number one for pop. That, that's for sure. You can you can you can lay your money down on the table for that one. I still don't get the goddamn draw of this movie to you. I like talking about it more than I actually like it. But... You know, you got to work an angle. You got to do it. Hey, I appreciate the angle. Finally, the bartender said, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. And I said, what? He goes, why are you throwing that money out the damn bar? I says, you dumb son of a bitch. I'm getting ready for the Royal Rumble. If you're going to go on the hunt, you got to be able to run with the big boys. If he can't run with the big boys, he said, get out. He shouldn't come out here. I'm telling you like it is, baby. The way they ran the business was a shit.